cities are turning towards eco-tech innovations to become eco-friendly. Would you like to see smart parking in your city? Where you could reserve a spot and have it guaranteed for parking. Pricey. I have a little story about a city that is doing just this later and what the citizens feel about it. There are many cities around the world that are creating a green impact by implementing various policies and initiatives to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions, improve their air quality, enhance their biodiversity, and adapt in this changing climate. There are some examples of such cities coming right up. Let's start with London, capital of the UK. They have introduced fees on highly polluting vehicles in near the city centre. Um, recently, they've just upstepped those measures, and they have also extended the network of cycling lanes and public transport options. The city has also set a target to become a zero-carbon city by 2050. They have launched a climate action plan that includes measures such as retrofitting buildings, increasing renewable energy sources, and planting more trees. And now let's swim across the channel to Paris, the capital city of France. They have outlawed diesel cars and also restricted the use of other vehicles on certain days. Also, the city has invested in green mobility solutions such as electric buses, bikes and scooters. They've also created more green spaces such as the new park, Parc de la Villette, excuse my terrible French accent, which features a large urban farm, a solar-powered cinema, and a biodiversity garden. Vancouver, a coastal city in Canada in BC. This has been recognized as one of the greenest cities in the world, thanks to its ambitious goal to become 100% renewable by 2050, same as London. It has also implemented various initiatives to reduce its waste, such as banning single-use plastics, promoting composting and recycling, and supporting circular economy solutions. It has also enhanced its natural environment, such as restoring wetlands, protecting forests, and creating more parks and gardens. And who hasn't heard about what Singapore is doing? Well, just in case you haven't, the island city-state in Southeast Asia has been dubbed as a garden city for its efforts to integrate nature into its urban landscape. It has developed a network of green corridors that connect the parks and the reservoirs. It has also created vertical gardens. Everyone sees those pictures, right? The green roofs that help to cool the city and provide habitat for wildlife. It has also invested in clean energy, water technologies such as solar panels, smart meters, and distillation plants. 
And there is an episode where I'm talking with Frank. It's way earlier than this, where I talk about uh, Singapore and its rooftop initiatives, what they've been doing there. And they've also got a lot of green gardens going on up there. Singapore's where it's at. Copenhagen, Hagen, the capital of Denmark has been a pioneer in the green urban planning with its extensive use of bicycles, wind turbines, direct heating systems and green rooftops. Now these guys have set a goal to become the world's first carbon neutral capital by 2025 and has launched a climate plan. Now this includes actions such as expanding its public transportation network, increasing its energy efficiency and promoting green innovation. What's San Francisco been doing, I hear you ask? The city in the United States has been a leader in environmental initiatives, such as the banning of plastic bags, promoting composting and recycling, and requiring solar panels on new buildings. They also have a goal for achieving 100% renewable electricity by 2025 and zero waste by 2030. Nice. Oh, you would imagine that Sweden's gonna get in on the action, and yes they are in Stockholm. They have been named the first European green capital in 2010. Of course they're ahead of the game. For its efforts to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions, improve its public transportation systems and increase its green spaces. They've also set a target to become fossil fuel free by 2040 and has launched a smart city project that uses digital technologies to enhance its sustainability. And a returning star to the podcast, Reykjavik, the capital city of Iceland. This has been harnessing its abundance in geothermal and hydroelectric resources to power its city with 100% renewable energy since 2007. Take that, San Francisco. (laughs) It has also been implementing various methods to improve its air quality, such as banning coal, heating, and promoting electric vehicles, and planting more trees. This city has also developed a climate action plan and aims to reduce its emissions by 55% by 2030 and achieve carbon neutrality by 2040. I do wonder if these targets aren't too far out, especially the 2050 ones. A lot of stuff's going on right now. Curitiba, don't know if I'm saying that right, in a city that is in Brazil. They have been praised for their innovation in urban planning, which includes a bus rapid transit system that serves over 2 million passengers a day, a network of pedestrian streets and bike lanes, and a program that exchanges recycled materials for bus tickets or food. 
it has also created over a thousand green spaces that cover 20% of its area and provide various social and environmental benefits. Now let's just visit down to Cape Town, a city in South America that has been facing severe water shortages due to climate change and population growth. It has responded by implementing various water-saving methods such as installing smart meters, imposing water restrictions, and promoting rainwater harvesting. It has also invested in renewable energy projects such as wind farms and solar panels. How can a smart parking app reduce carbon emissions? Amsterdam has been experimenting with this, the capital of the Netherlands. It's a city that has been striving to become more sustainable and smart. The city has a vision of becoming a circular and zero emission city by 2050. And it's using various technologies. Um, Amsterdam is known for its bikes. You might not be surprised to know that there are over 881,000 bicycles in Amsterdam. And this, compared to the number of cars, gives it a 3 to 1 ratio, as the cars number only come to 263,000. A huge number compared to that of other countries. They have an extensive biking network and cycling culture. Cycling is cheap, convenient, safe, eco-friendly, and this makes it a popular choice for the residents and for visitors. If you do happen to have a car and live in Amsterdam, one of the challenges is parking in the city center. This causes traffic congestion, air pollution, and noise, unless it's electric, because they're much quieter, unless you're beeping your horn, because that could be noisy. <laughs> anyway, I digress. To address this issue, the city has implemented a smart parking system that uses sensors, cameras, and a mobile app to guide drivers to available parking spots. So the way it works is there are sensors and cameras installed in parking garages and on the street parking spaces that detect the occupancy availability of each spot in real time. The data is transmitted to a central platform and analysis of parking situations and optimum parking spaces that are allocated. Drivers can use the mobile app or navigation system to find and reserve a parking spot that's near their destination. One of my thoughts on this one is, how do they hold the parking spot? Do they have little barriers that come down and stop people parking there? How does that bit work? If there isn't a space available where you want to go, you will be directed to the nearest park and ride facility. This app also provides information on parking fees, which can vary depending on the location, the time, and the duration of parking. The app also enables cashless payment and automatic billing. 
So people are using it because it reduces time and fuel wasted by them looking for parking spaces, which in turn reduces emissions and congestion. It increases the utilization and efficiency of existing parking spaces, which reduces their need for new construction on them and land use. It encourages drivers to use public transport or alternative modes of mobility, such as cycling or walking, or offering incentives and discounts. It also improves the quality of life and attractiveness of the city center for residents, visitors, and businesses. Amsterdam is a city that has been recognized as a leader in sustainable smart cities by various organizations and rankings. For example, it was ranked as third most sustainable city in the world by disruptive technologies and has various other accolades from uh, Europe by Mercer, uh, the European Commission, etc. Citizens of Amsterdam have generally positive views on the smart parking app. Now let's take a look at what the citizens think about this parking app. Um, they mostly have positive views and they appreciate the benefits it brings to them. There's a couple of reviews. Um, I love parking with the Park Mobile app. To find and pay for parking in Amsterdam, it saves me time, money, and hassle. I can also see how much CO2 I save by choosing smart parking options. Another user says it helps me avoid traffic jams and find cheaper parking spots. It also makes me more aware of the environmental impact of my driving and encourage me to use other modes of transport when possible. And another user says, smart parking is very convenient and user-friendly. I can easily check the availability and price of parking spaces on my phone and book them in advance if I want. I also get discounts and rewards for using smart parking services. These reviews are brought to you from the Amsterdam Smart City website, Review from Park B website. Now here's something to think about. Back in 1864, there were studies done to see what kinds of temperatures trees and leaves uh, could process and synthesize sunlight. And they came to the conclusion that over 50 degrees Celsius was too high for plants to survive and that photosynthesis broke down and nothing happened. Then the plants weren't getting any food. Now more studies have been done and they have discovered that the highest temperature that some tropical plants can survive is 46.7, so slightly lower, and after that the plants start dying because they can't produce food. Now as we know, many temperatures around the globe have exceeded 46.7 degrees Celsius, for example Phoenix in Arizona has been 
typically above 49 for a lot of the summer. And this most likely is happening at a rate above evolution for plant species, although hopefully some cacti can survive these high temperatures. So there are more ways in which climate change is affecting the planet and its durability really.